got to play this song real quick while we're sitting here. Just I want to see if it makes you remember anything. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, just listen to the words. Sixty-five is how I get there from Nashville. Is it? Would I take twenty? I think, I honestly think that Eric Church is probably one of the greatest ever. I really do. Um, that song though, Talladega. I heard that song way before I ever went to Talladega. I'm sure you did too. Oh yeah. Is it cool or what? I literally was this morning thinking about like, you know, when I went to Sturgis, I kind of said like five years in between Sturgis is I could go back to Talladega for the spring race. Are like, you going? Are you going in the fall? I, I, or whatever it is. I don't know. I, I would. I um, think it's a, I, it's, it's a, that fun of a time and it's, it's pretty easy to get there. You know what I mean? It was, it was. Yeah. You just fly into Birmingham quick, and you're at 40 yeah, minutes away. Quick flight. It was like a, like a $175 rental car, you know, for four days, like $7,000 flight. No, my, Joe Bob. Well, well, I mean, when John bought your same ticket a couple months oh, later, I know it was, it was 1100. Mine was 400. It was 1100. $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $1 $
gal, you know, uh, lead singer that they were great. And then even like it, I don't know why I was out this late, but at like one thirty in the you morning, I don't know why I could tell you right, when we walked by there, there was a good band Nothing playing good happens after midnight. Dude. I know I always try to get back to the trailer before midnight, but we some, some did. nights you got to stretch it out a little bit longer. Yeah. Have to. I tried to tell myself that I was going to go a little bit easier on every time I travel the first night, I just go way too hard. And then I kind of feel it for the next three or four days. I, I tried. Think everybody to, does. I know. I, I think it's the anticipation, the excitement, you get there. I just had a phone call today with a good buddy from Tennessee, and he's driving back from Orange Beach where the Florabama is. And he said, got there, everybody's excited, just nonstop. Oh, yeah. And then the next day, you know, we got this. We had this weird ideology in our head that the way to cure that feeling is to do what? I don't know. Well, to cure, to cure yeah. that feeling, it's like you start drinking again. I know. They call it the hair of the dog or whatever. And they, they – kind of give you this weird mindset that you have to start drinking to get back to neutral. And what do you do? You just start going full blast again. You might need a nap. There was guys at Talladega that I met that we know there that got drunk three times in one day. Oh, I know. And they would go take a nap and then start again. Right. And I'm like, what are you thinking, man? Like they, they like they save up all year for that Talladega. And I think that that's how duck camp gets. You admit it when you go out that when you get kind of a, uh, you know, so fired up for the first, and you know, the people that are waiting for you to get there are also excited. Right. They haven't seen you forever. You, I might've been at three camps just now going into that camp, you know, coming from Talladega. I had been all over the country all come going to Talladega. I, I had just come off a of Rockies dinner in Chico and that was a freaking hall of fame celebration. Right. So there's red wine and this and that and red. I mean, it's just one party after the next. So then you get there and you're like, well, I don't want to let anybody down. So you go hard. And then you pay for it the rest of the time. So this guy on the phone today coming back from Orange Beach from where the Florabama is, he's like, literally, I was yesterday was a day to try to heal my body, lay around the pool, and what do we effing do? We end up going bar hopping again and day right. drinking on a Sunday. Or on a, on a Tuesday. Yesterday was a Tuesday. He was down there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday. Or today's but, a Wednesday. Is today a Thursday? Yeah. So he was day drinking on a Wednesday. That's I don't even awesome. know what day of the week it is. Isn't it funny that even like if you go to, you know, the – the trips I've gone to Mexico and Hawaii and stuff, you think I'm, I'm, I'm going to lay out at the pool. I'm going to drink five bottles of water. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to eat a salad and then somebody will bring a margarita over and then it's just over and you just, you just go again. It's the same, you know, Talladega was like, I, I, I would love to get up and have a, a bloody Mary in the morning. And, uh, you know, everyone was, ah, we, we didn't really get the stuff to make one. And it's kind of like, oh, all right, well, I'll drink a couple bottles of water, you know. And then I hear this, you know, voice from behind me. Oh, we got the stuff over at our trailer. I'm like, oh, here, <laughs> here it goes, I guess. And that's the thing is that you you try to sneak around and be like, oh, I'm going to get a nap. And somebody always oh, yeah, that catches. Sniff, sniffs you out. Oh, yeah. you As soon as you lay down in midday somewhere, unless it's in a lounge chair, you know, where you're still kind of out in the action. I noticed that a lot at Talladega. You know, you'd look over and they, they had some – just not to get off topic, they had some crazy lawn chairs out there, like things I'd never seen before. I've seen some people tip over in them too, but they'd have those ones where you could lay all the way out and, you know, somebody'd kick back and be watching the race, and then all of a sudden their head would be to the side and they'd be out. I don't know how you sleep when them cars go by at 250 miles oh, an well, hour. They, so loud. Those but. guys are so – like there was guy, there was people there. The reason I compare it to Burning Man is because Burning Man has always been known. I used to do the toilets on it a bunch is that you have every walk of life and every income, every level of financial star, whatever it is out at Burning Man. And you have everybody acting a fool for seven days. Yeah. 
And that's what that's what Talladega is, is that you're literally sitting there watching a pilot that works for a commercial airline get into a hot tub that's been there for five days that is disgusting and literally sit in it and drink at 10 o'clock in the morning. And he's a pilot. You know, he's a he's a guy that and they just let loose. You know what I mean? I know. I, I, I've never done Burning Man. Uh, I've been out there for a day, but not like I've never spent consecutive days. I don't know if I could handle it because they don't turn their air conditioners on out there, right? Because the, the dust clogs up all the filters and there's no power, obviously. But, man, it would be because it's hot out there and dry and dusty. And to be hung over in that or to try and get up and then and not have AC that, in a trailer. Could you, imagine, could you imagine having a trailer out there that didn't have AC? <laughs> I don't think they turn them on, dude. Like, I, I would die. I don't know if I would make it. But it's just that people are having too much, so much fun. They're outside. And there's always action going <sighs> Man, on. I guess. There's always action going on. But you're talking about Burning Man or for... Or, or Burning for, Man. Yeah, but I'm talking like Talladega also. Like, could you imagine oh, if you actually had... If you actually had, oh, you didn't get my inside joke. No, I there, did. I, I laughed on the inside, but uh, I didn't think anyone would get it. About my uh, my trailer, they um, they they have a, a kind of a, a weird approach to the Talladega event in, in a way to where in this and I, you correct me if you if I'm wrong, but in four days of being at Talladega, I did not see one argument. No, none. not one fist. There's fight. no fighting. You would There's think no if nothing. you put all these red now, you always hear country bars getting western cowboy bars rodeos you always hear fighting there's a fighting dude not one argument not one nope. fight on talladega there that's not true there was one guy that acted out the night before i got there i guess driving too fast and i guess he got a pretty good little reprimanding have you heard of that story no you haven't heard that story he drove like a motorhome through there yeah i'll tell you the story oh. um so anyway i'm sitting there going these people love each other you walk into a camp the first thing they do is say hello and offer you a cold beer you can go in and literally bring your eggs and your bacon and use somebody's grill or griddle or flat top or we had a Traeger there. I mean, you you can literally walk in and everybody's sharing everything. There's no arguing or fighting. No. It's unbelievable how there's guys there that are multi, multi, multi-millionaires with freaking Prevost trailers next to a little Winnebago. Next to a tent. Next we, to a tent. We had tent people, you know. Yeah. The, the, what I thought was crazy is that dude, uh, like two camps over, had that bad boy mower and came through and mowed the grass in front of uh, all the people's campsites that he was around because that infield, you know, they had got some rain or whatever, and it was, I mean, it wasn't crazy tall, but you could tell where he had mowed around his spot and our spot and the other spots around, you know, and he just did that, uh, you know, because he wanted to, because he wanted it to be a little bit more comfortable. That's nuts. And that that uh, that guy, Chris, I want I'm getting his his last name. Do you remember Chris's last name? I don't even know if I ever caught it. Good dude, though. God, is he unbelievable? Why can't I ever think of his last name? He, um, I can't think of it right now. I'm not going to get it either. But Chris, if you're out there listening from Alabama, the guy that has the master, you know, this master site of all the grills, and that's where kind of the headquarters where everybody goes and cooks. Him and his wife are just unbelievable people. Yeah, and that's where all of the freaking everybody gathers, and they walk off their back lawn. In the in the right, Talladega Speedway is right there. Yep. And you're watching and Noah Gregson. Let's talk about Noah Gregson for a minute. How unbelievable is Noah Gregson? How let's talk about how great it is that the two times you and I have gone to Talladega, we've both our drivers have won. And I don't mean, you know, both our drivers that we follow. I'm talking Tate Fogelman wins the first one, which has all the foul life and banded and 
provider and Traeger and all the all the wraps on his truck. He wins Talladega while we're there on the toolbox. Then we go back. He's not racing this time. And Noah Gregson, who were in Noah's camp with Dave and Chris and all these guys that are Noah's boys, he wins. It's like they literally have to invite us to Talladega every year, I feel like, both races. I know. And now when Noah starts racing in the Cup and Tate's going to move up to Xfinity, uh, we got to keep going. To we're going to be NASCAR I mean, every, royalty. We're not the only ones that say that. Really? A lot of, pe- a lot of people are like, you guys got to come to every race. Oh, you yeah, yeah. No, I know. Race. I, I really think they ought to roll out the red carpet for us next time. It's almost that you got a pretty much guaranteed chance at a win if we're there. I agree, hundred percent. No, he's but he is a stud. Noah's. A, I like his. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. His uh, not or is the weird word for it, but he's just got a cool vibe, as the nice, kids would say. He's, it he's been humbled in life. Yeah. I think. <clears throat> I think he's got a ton of humility. He likes his team. He takes care of his team all the time financially. I've seen. He'll win one of them big dash for the cash or whatever and give the whole check to his team, Yeah, his pit crew and stuff. He's just a sweet sweetheart of a kid. His mom was great. But I don't his know if you really noticed cool. it, but did you notice how long he hugged me for after at his victory party? I did. Like, it was like a bromance hug, and I'm like, this kid really appreciates us being there and, and doing the things we do with him and for him or alongside him, everything. I mean, that to me meant the world of, like, how strong – NASCAR is when you grow up out here. I, I've never really been a NASCAR fan. No, we have one in Vegas. We have one in Sonoma, but I mean NASCAR's huge in the South. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I've never or I'd been to one Vegas race. Never been to Sonoma. Wouldn't wouldn't have been able to tell you a driver be, besides you know Dale Earnhardt and the in the real real famous guys. But yeah, you you get down there. Well, when you pull into Talladega, you see all those camps that aren't in the infield. They're all flying flags with their drivers on them. You know, they're all wearing the gear. It, it's everywhere. And just, you know, when you look at Talladega and you think about that little tiny town 40 minutes from Birmingham turns into a, a you know, a place with 600,000 people at it How or many, more. That, they really do mean that too, 600,000. Yeah, and, and it's that's what you don't realize. You know, like we've come in early both the times. When I tried to go out – on race day, I wanted to go out and, and get ice and, and beer. I think you could not get, you couldn't get back in. You could, you could barely get out of Talladega and there was no way that you could get back in. So we ended up just doing a U-turn and coming back. Cause it was like, if we leave the grounds right now, we won't get back in. No. We'll be in a, we'll be in a five mile long line. Bubba was actually going to walk to the gas station because that would have been better than trying to leave and come back into Talladega on race day. You couldn't, it wasn't, it was not going to happen. So many people are coming in there. No. And like you got, you want to go out and there's convenience stores that are selling beer, whatever you need to replenish your trailer with and ice. You need to run out and get that. There's guys riding around, driving around, but if you don't see them and you're, you gotta go get ice, you know, you got to take a chance. And we did, we left. And I mean, with our passes, we were able to get back in, but it was after that big on, you know, that big surge of people coming in for the big race. Have you ever looked at like the origins of NASCAR? No. Do you? Well, I do. I know the backstory of it. Yeah. Of the moonshine. Yeah. That, that's cool shit. Oh, I love it. That's they, what. When they you would hear like the... close down parts of highways and stuff, and after like the moonshine, you know, people running with moonshine, they actually started closing down highways and, and holding races. Yeah. That would soon become what NASCAR is today. That's some of that lyrics of the you know the Copperhead Road is he yeah. talks about his dad pulling the motor out of his old dodge or whatever it is and you know and then it, it, you could smell the whiskey burning down copperhead road you know those are guys racing in their car you know you can still hear that rumbling sound as the engine you know yeah it's awesome like 
I want I, I know it's true. I hope it's true. But when you think about it, like it's a badass, you know, American story of racing cars. And our, you know, maybe not our dads, but our grandparents and and those guys that came back from World War Two and Vietnam, it was all that adrenaline rush and all that that, you know, they were craving racing cars and racing motorcycles and running moonshine and all that stuff. It's it's part of our heritage that's really cool. I think it's cool that it's part you say it's part of our heritage, but there's a there's a part of me that feels like growing up where we did, my dad's here, you know, we're third generation this year. I don't know what generation you are, but my mom was born in Ohio. My dad was born here. My mom moved out here because of music and culture with my grandpa, Carmen Philippone was friends with a big time that would become part of the Rat Pack. And we'll, that's another story for another time. But that, that's how they got to Vegas and then to Reno. I feel that we, and I don't know if this is going to come off pompous or for people that's going to be pro south but i feel like people that are from the southern part of this country or the east coast like new york and those areas have way more culture than we do out here way more that you know what i mean it's like they have they have you know whether it's ellis island and people coming over here and and that's where they first hit in new york and that part of of you know the ocean and the in the the coast and they started moving westward. I understand the westward expansion and Lewis and Clark and the gold rush and everything that brought people out here. But it just seems when you're down in the South, you have things like NASCAR and moonshining. And, but I guess you could say the same for maybe the cultures like the silver mine or the gold mine out here. It just seems like everything started there. You don't come out here and have like a whole bunch of people like sneaking gold into a party going, Hey man, twist this top off this Mason jar or Hey man, taste this cobbler or hey man you got to taste this gator you don't hear that in the west you don't hear people going i mean maybe with rocky mountain oysters maybe a few people will eat a sheep nut once in a while or you know yeah. they, like that but out there it's like man that ain't that ain't grits that ain't, you ain't had grits till you had them down here tomato gravy with lead lofton or collard greens right. there's so much culture down there just in food and culinary that you know the cajuns in in that south part the french cajuns and the cajuns in that south part of louisiana and then eastward of there Dude, you go all over that place, whether it's crawfish boils. We don't have not anything like that out here. No. Fish fries. Nothing. You know, when you fly a bunch of perch or bluegill up, I know they do that up in Wisconsin with walleye and stuff. But do you know what I mean? Like the oh, culture yeah. of the South in the Eastern part of this country, I think is way deeper than where we grew up. Because I think, you know, our, our background and our, you know, history is so nomadic. You know, those guys traveled around to different gold strikes and stuff, but then those towns disappeared, you know, they weren't built like... When you go to Alabama and you go to, you know, the University of Alabama, those big brick plantation style buildings have been there for hundreds of years. You know, Nevada just doesn't have that all over there, all over there. And even the further east you go, you know, the buildings in New York and stuff are, you know, they're way older. And and when you get to Europe, you know, the West, what do they say is what? uh, Well, what's what's uh, Nevada was 1864, right? I think. I think, what Nevada? we were we were founded as a state in 1864. No, is it 1864? Pretty Are sure. We that done? Yeah, because yeah. that's that bar. 1864. 18, yeah. 18, yeah. So you're talking a full hundred years before that, you know, and more. You know, those those different communities and stuff were set up and established, and when they came over for the gold rush, they built wooden, you know, wooden structures. You know, the ghost towns of Nevada are and were cool but there's not much of them left you know they just didn't make it they were everything was so nomadic they never put roots in when the gold you know the gold veins and silver veins disappeared or they mined them up they moved on 
where you know San Francisco, you know they've got seafood and stuff like that, and they've got they've got some decent culture on the far west coast. It's gone to hell now, but, but I mean, but it has. It, I mean, it well, is. I'm not. It's not. And I think certain parts of the South have too. But man, I just. But you don't hear. I, I mean, you don't hear somebody go, "Hey, man, you, hey, they're they're shitting on the streets of uh, you know, Birmingham." That you don't hear that. You no, know, and maybe wherever. you do. If maybe you do if there. you're closer. I don't know. But and I think that like Fisherman Wharf is a tourist area, right? Like that's a tourist totally. thing, which is fine. It was tourist when we were, and kids. they're great with some clam chowder in the sourdough bowl and crab sandwiches and stuff. And I, and, and trust me, you go to freaking Cape Cod where it all started oh, and you have a, a, a lobster roll. Now you're in business. Like it's unreal up there. Like, I, I don't know, like if I'm anti this part of the country anymore, cause I do love Northern Nevada and I love the mountains and I love Lake Tahoe, but it's almost like I've become so cultured being down in the South so much now and being welcome in down there that you have, I've learned so much down there. I've learned what it means to be cultured in the South. And a lot of people that move there, like let's take Gary LaVox for an opportunity for a, a deal. He's from Ohio, lead singer of Rascal Flats. He never moved back to Ohio. He still loves the Buckeyes. He doesn't cheer for Vanderbilt or University right. of Tennessee in Knoxville. He cheers for the Ohio State Buckeyes, but he loves the South. He loves being down there. The deer hunt, the turkey hunt, and the food, the culinary, the music. Obviously, he's part of Music Row, and but he doesn't have to be around Nashville anymore. No, he doesn't. I mean, if he's got to go, go play the anywhere. Opry once in a while, he can fly in there, you know, right. if he needed to. But people choose that area, and I'm, you know, I want to have a place there. Yeah, and I think that Talladega is another resemblance of that Daytona, it that is. Talladega, that North Carolina, the, the 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 Bristol and Tennessee, and all those races. NASCAR roots run deep, and I think that. It comes from that culture yeah. of moonshining, cooking, culinary, yeah. the, the food down there. It's all way more of a big deal than here. And I think that's why you don't see fights at Talladega because people are so ingrained in that culture. Nobody's better than anybody. They want to share it all. Right. It's crazy to me to think like that. And maybe it is better out here because I don't spend as much time in this area as I used to. But no. I'm telling you, being in the South, as much as I've been down there lately, I was just in Georgia. North Carolina, South Carolina, Charleston, Charlotte, all over Denver. I went and visited Tate Fogelman in the race shop there. Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Richmond, Virginia, and then worked our way up to Washington, D.C., which I have my thoughts about that place. We'll break down in another episode. Um, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Dude, I, I got to tell you, I have to brag on this place about – their seafood and I got to give them a shout out. Um, help me Google. Where's our Google guy today? Um, I think he's out in a pool. He is in the day off dude. This place right here is called, please have it. Here it is. Spawn divots. Look it up. Look up spawn divots on your phone. Everybody listening. When All you, one word? Yeah. S-P-O-N-D-I-V. Oh, Point Georgia. I-T-S. Spawn divots. It's right by the Atlanta airport. And we're like, where should we go? We we're talking to this guy, you know, staying the night because I had an early flight to to uh, to uh, Montana the next day. Please look at that menu. Look at that combo bucket, that deluxe with those shrimp and king oh, crab, know, snow man. crab, lobster. Look how they serve it. The, the hole is in the middle of the table with another bucket. Every oh, yeah. waiter, every waiter and waitress is unbelievable. We were taking pictures with them. We were singing, freestyle, rapping with them. Um, did you give me a hat? Their tuna is unbelievable. Um, I did get a shirt from there. I didn't know if you'd wear it. You never invite me anywhere, so 
I found out you're going somewhere else this week that I didn't got, did not get the invite. And you totally ignored my text when I said, can I go? You did not say, can yes, you I go? Yes, I said invite, question mark. Do I oh, get the no, invite? You said thanks for the invite. No, I said invite, I, question mark. I, I'm a guest. You never did. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. I'm, I'm way more I'm, Italian I'm, than you. Well, I'm Beldingo. That's funny that I was going to text you. You're not even Italian. Uh, I'm not even Italian. My mom's <laughs> Italian, you ass. Uh, I, I got invited by somebody else, you know. Um, I wanted to share a little story that to confirm what you said. Okay, but before we move on to there real quick, everybody, Spawn Divots, Virginia Avenue in East Point, Georgia, right next to the Atlanta International Airport. It doesn't look like much, but when you get in there, and I'm going back to Southern culture, the music, the conversation, the energy, the bartender, how happy they are. These waiters and waitresses, they didn't have a worry in the world, at least for their eight-hour shift. Right. I was looking and I was telling Anna, I was like, there's no... There's no drama. There's nothing. It's their high five and their joke. And like, it was the coolest atmosphere. And I know the owners come in there and said, this is how this place is going to be. And again, I'm reverting it back to Talladega because I felt the same at Talladega. Like, look at all this camaraderie. Everybody's just like fired up to be here. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I, uh, I had a few hours before, um, I flew out of Birmingham when I left Talladega and, so I'm driving and, you know, I, I pull over and I get on Google because I, I, I don't know. I don't want to eat at a chain restaurant. I don't want to eat at fast food. I, I don't even want to go to like Cracker Barrel, even though we don't have those here. So I get deep into like Google and I find this badass little deli that's, uh, you know, old school Birmingham, you know, kind of place you want to eat. So I roll in there and it's right kind of near the, their college and in their like kind of district like a, it almost, it looked like a little downtown, like main street thing. And, uh, so I pull in there and park and, uh, walk in this dude's kind of sitting by the board, you know, and he's, he's, Hey, what's up? You know, I said, Hey, how you doing? And, uh, I said, what, what's good here, man. You know, he goes, Oh, you got to have this, you know, certain sandwich. And I said, oh, okay. So I order it and the lady gives me my soda, you know, with no lid or anything. And there's, you know, a bunch of people in there and I, I sit down at this table and the same dude that recommended the sandwich, I said, Hey, to the lady, I said, where's the uh, restroom? She says, Oh, it's, you know, you got to go outside and go to the left. The dude that just recommended the sandwich goes, I'll watch your drink for you while you're gone. Cause he knew I was there by myself and freaking, you know, right. probably could tell I wasn't from that town or whatever. That doesn't happen in, in, in our community here. It's weird. It doesn't as much as we want to wish it did. And as much as people are going to say, Oh yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's just like, it's like courtesy and manners yeah. and respect and, and don't get me wrong. Every place has its problems. I mean, I was just in Billings where you'd think there'd be no issues. I saw a homeless deal that was literally like, I, he was making me irate. Yeah. I was getting pissed. We talked about it the other day. But when you go down there, I, everywhere has its problems. You go to Atlanta, it's got its problems. You go to Memphis, Memphis has got big time problems. Murder capital right. of the world. I mean, New Orleans is filthy in the areas and, and it has its problems. There's just so much culture down there that you can overlook some of that. And if you're in the right places, I just feel like it's where I want to be. Well, and I... I even though I agree with you that everywhere has its problems, I know that even if I went to the the quaintest of old school restaurants in our town, you're probably not going to get that greeting and that recommendation of food and, hey, I'll watch your drink while you're in the back. You're not going to get that here anymore. I really I believe that. Unless you, you know the person that How, you run this, into. Is this a way to look at it? Like, there, there's women that I know that have worked at waffle houses in Tennessee for 20 years. 
love the corporation. They've worked their way up. Yeah. And you go in there, dude, you think that the freaking sun was shining on them all the time. Right. Even though, you know, they have problems. Sure. You say that we don't get it out here. That's the last point you made. But like, there's so much turnover here and people that come in and out here. Like, it's hard to find workers out here right now as it is. Almost impossible. Um, when you go down there, it seems like there's an influx of people. You know, there's an influx of people moving in here. We should be able to have employees everywhere. But these, these, all these restaurants or casinos, I think have. I'm not saying that you don't have some of them. Like John Esquaga used to have employees that were there. Ruthie for a while. worked in the yeah. In the there was in this in the, in the oyster, oyster bar, bar for like. There was people years, that yeah. were there for a while. But that's old school. It's old school shit. Now it's almost like it's so turnover and becomes such a tourist area. That's it. And all these transients, not just transient homeless people. But I mean, like this is transient town. Yeah. There's no loyalty here. No. There's no. We don't have any. Our our AAA team here gets like ten people a night watching it. I know. UNR basketball, I don't even think they sell out Lawler Event Center unless they're like in the Final Four or like that's not the Final Four, but in the, you know, like in the playoffs in the tournament or, or whatever. Or, or they're good. But you go to like a, a UNR baseball game, it's not like being in the SEC. Nope. You go to a University of Arkansas Razorbacks baseball game or Mississippi State or Ole Miss or any of them, packed to the gills. Yep. You come out here and you're like, there's like nine people here watching the UNR Wolfpack baseball team. There's We're no going loyalty. Saturday, by the way, if you want to go at one o'clock, last home game. But, um, See, I invite you places. I'm <laughs> just throwing that out there. Um, I'm sitting in the dugout with Coach Bruce. <laughs> I figured you would be. I'm ha- I'm a, a bat boy. Um, remind me to tell you about our, our our mutual friend, that girl that you told me about when at George Brett's dinner. Oh, yeah. Remind me to tell you. I will. Um, no, you have two reminders to tell me. But I'm saying, like, when you go down there, the servicemen, the service industry, they're they're they've been there for a long time. These when you go to this Spawn Divots place, these people have been there for years. When you okay, look at this place in Memphis, Tennessee, the Rendezvous Barbecue House, Rendezvous Ribs. Okay, go look at how long how how hard it is to become an employee there. These guys they got a waiting these, list probably. Their waiters have been there 30, 35 years. Mm-hmm. Their bus boys have been there ten. That's how much this management cares. And when you go in there, there's conversation. They know what you're drinking. And I get, don't get me wrong. If, you, if you're new to the place, they don't know. But they make you feel like you're part of the family right from the get-go. I'm, I'm struggling out here because when you come out here, it's not like that. You don't get that vibe or that aura of like, man, this is where I want to spend the rest of my life. Nope. And, I, and I'm telling you, you've made mention a lot you of s- times. You, you've said you want to get out of here too. I do. No, I'm t- it, it, Reno, I think used to be that way in some ways in some aspects but oh yeah you go the gold and silver in some places it used yeah, to be that way we, when we, we, we sold our we sold our soul to the dude this this is a this is an industry town now you know th- there's 50 of those mega warehouses here and the people come from all around to work there but they're not here for long because no. you know and they're not here because they love it no they they're here for a here. job and they hate their job you know, they drive around on a forklift all day long inside a huge mega warehouse. And as soon as another mega warehouse offers them another 25 cents an hour, they leave. Yeah. And eventually that mega warehouse is in San Jose or wherever it is. And they just, they, you know, our, our town's filled with apartment buildings now, you know, which is right, it. wrong or indifferent, but I don't, it's, I don't like it, it. it's, it's lame. We weren't supposed to become another Vegas. Dude. No. And, and, but we're not even a cool Vegas, like Vegas, you can go get good food and, you can go catch a show and a concert and watch the 51s play and all that stuff. In like you said in Reno, we don't support anything that's in our community. No one goes to the to the university games. Even I'm an I'm an alumni of UNR and I don't go. I go to I'll catch a baseball game. I haven't been to a football game and I can't tell you how long. I never go to basketball games. You know, I don't feel comfortable around our AAA baseball team anymore. I'm just like you. 
I'm not going to – I had my trailer hitch stolen at the last, you know, Aces game that I went to. You can't leave your trailer hitch on your truck. How disgusting is that? It, I, I mean, that's insane. What? You know what? It's your fault for not making sure for, that yeah, it's, I that it's locked it. down. Yeah, it's exactly. Bullshit. Actually, I, I told you Tim Montana got his license plate yeah. stolen off his tour bus when yeah. he was here for his concert. It's, it, it's bullshit. It is. And it's – you know, Oh, I, it's it, everywhere. It's everybody's problem. No, sure. it's because we've let our town dwindle from our city government to city council. They don't give a flying rat's ass. You go downtown, you're in danger. There's homeless people everywhere that are making it impossible. And we're not going to get back on that tangent. We're talking about Talladega. When you go down there, there's so much culture and pride. And I'm not saying you go to Nashville and you're not going to see some some drama. But they've cleaned it up and they've got it out of the areas where they want people to enjoy the southern culture. They don't put up with the shit. I'm telling you. Now, again, people are going to argue and say, man, I was just in Memphis and I saw this. I'm not saying there's not. But as a whole, when you're in the southern part of this country, in the southeastern part of this country... And these little towns and ranching, or I mean, not ranching, farming communities and NASCAR communities and food and culinary communities. I'm telling you, you just feel like I want to. I would love to raise a family here. Yeah. I would have loved to have been raised here. And when, and I'm not. I'll say it out loud. Like that's one of the things that I always thought that with my travels, I would meet somebody from the South. Like I'm going to have a chance to meet what they would call a Southern Belle or somebody that grew up in that thing. And you go down there and you hear about Southern Bells all the time and the lifestyle and the culture and the women down there. They're on a different level, in my opinion. Now, again, I'm going to take some shit. But in my life now, I've had I've been around two Southern Bells. My ex-wife, Melanie, is a Southern Belle from Louisiana, from New Orleans, and she's badass. And this new girl, Anna, who everybody knows out there, is from Georgia. And she's a Southern, like, she has those Southern traits, those Southern values, and they're completely different of how I'm seeing people raised out here. I'm telling you, dude, I've watched it, and it's completely different. I think that when you see me raise Alyssa, I raise it along those levels or or discipline Alyssa or whatever it is. I treat her like I would want to be treated being in the South. And that's exactly how I've watched these kids be raised, whether it was by Leith Lofton or whether it was by Anna or all of the people we know down there. Barrett Hobbs from Nashville. He's an unbelievable human being that completely takes care of us and rolls out the red carpets. And when you're around his wife and his kids, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's unbelievable. It's truly it's truly different. I know we're talking about Talladega. We keep bringing but, back Talladega. But this is, all, this is all part of why it's so fun to go to that. But if this is something for a different time is what – factor role does religion play in what you're talking about right now because they they you know i think a lot of them pray and i think a lot of them go to a lot church. of them go to church on sunday but and i think a lot of them don't now too yeah i know a lot of them don't but, but i wonder it, what it but but now the bible belt that's big there but there my issue with that statement is that I think that everybody can have their own spiritual relationship sure. with the man upstairs and whoever it is, but religion is big time down there. And a lot of, a big part of it is these kids learn about Jesus in school. They learn about the Bible. Now, whether you're that's good, bad or indifferent, like what your view is, they've learned you 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 have a point of like, I wonder if that's where they get their virtues, their values. Because we've taken God out of so much in this big world we live out west, whether it's Vegas or Los Angeles, California, California, that the way it is, California, we've been Californiaized. Yes, here. it's a great point. Like maybe God's been taken out of so much. Maybe that you don't grow up to be, a, you know, you a, a, a preacher. Maybe you don't grow up to be a nun or whatever it is, but you grow up with those values that mm-hmm. you're taught. Religion teaches you a lot of respect and values. Okay, if you if you really d- dive into it about sacrifice, passion love 
commitment. Now, again, I'm not going to get into a political war or a religious war with anybody, but I know for a fact that Anna's daughter's nine years old and she learns about Jesus in school. Yeah. And that girl gets it. Like she, you, you, when you, I don't know if you've met, been around her yet, but when she, she, she'll be out here some this summer, she'll be like, you'll be like, that's cool. That's cool how well-mannered she is. And yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Respect. Respect. I, I'll tell you, I, I don't want, you know, I I don't go to church or anything. I'm not, I'm not standing on a soapbox, but I do know people that if there's no repercussions in your life, right? If, if, if you don't believe in what happens to you afterwards and I, and, and I'm, that's for a whole different conversation too. But if you believe nothing happens and that this is it right here, and there's no consequences to your actions other than prison or death, you'll do anything you want. And and that's that's when bad things happen. You know what I mean? That's what people that don't believe there's there's any afterlife or there's any repercussions to what you do on the earth except for the the here and now, they do whatever they want. That's where you get people that kill people and you know, do all this crazy stuff is because they don't believe that anything's going to happen to them. You know, there is no repercussion. A lot of them, but I also think there's a lot of people that do dumb shit because maybe they were, that stuff was pressed on them too much. Yeah. There's maybe. different ways of looking you can at ra- lash out and things. Sure. It's a huge controversy, I guess, of religion is sacred, I think. And it's personal. Yeah. And I have an issue sometimes with how many churches are popping up and how big they are and how elaborate they are. Oh, there's corruption in their levels, dude. That, that. This church right down the road here, it looks like a college campus. Yeah. Somebody's paying for that shit. But Somebody's revenue driven off of that deal. And somebody, I promise you, is, is profiting off oh, of yeah. it. So to me, I'm like, this has a, become a business. In Look at those mega churches in the South. So I don't want to get into that because I don't a lot of people will strike me down for feeling that way because they are supposed to be a place of sacrifice and worship and prayer. But I, a lot of times when I go into him, Crosby, I catch myself doing this. Like, okay, there's a rock band playing up there on the stage. Right. The drummer's behind glass, so the sound resonates. Like, this is nuts to me. Like, it's crazy to know that there's this much going on in what is supposed to be a place to come in here and get on your knees. I was raised Catholic. I'm baptized Catholic. So our churches were way different coming up. Yeah. But I don't press that on anybody. I, you know, there's so many different religions, and that's what wars have been fought over. Yeah. And people, a lot of people for have been massacred life. for it. So. I don't want to get into what I feel is the right way to be about religious, but I do take your point seriously that in the South, it might be the reason why people are held accountable and well-mannered and yes, ma'am, no man. And I'm not saying that there's not your unusual cases, right? But for the most part, I freaking love what I felt down there. And I absolutely love Talladega. You, you know, another funny one, you know, there's a, there's an element of uh, rental trailers and RVs when we go down there, right? You know, Dave, Dave rents these trailers and these guys are at these trailers and you know, it's kind of like, Hey, feel free to go into these trailers that are rented for us. You know, that big mega one that was on the left-hand side of our camp, you know, I got you some paper towels out of there. I went in there, look for some onions or something. That was that dude's personal trailer. Yeah. You tell me you go to pyramid Lake and you go walk you're, into you're, some, you're, you're getting, getting your ass kicked. Head. You're getting the head. He, I literally, I apologize. When I found out, I go, Hey, I got to apologize, man. I went in your trailer I thought that was one of these rental ones. He go, hey, oh no, no man, man, help yourself, do whatever you want. I'm like, you, you know, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar trailer that's full of all your gear and all that stuff. What if and you I'm, walk in there and there's somebody in the nude or something? 
It could have happened. Could have happened. Like he would have been like, "Hey, no, whoa, no, come on in." It would have been like uh, it would have been like Dustin Hoffman's character in uh, Meet the Fockers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's okay. Come on in. Come on in. You guys need this. You know, I just I love Talladega. I love the South. Congratulations to Ross Chastain. He won the Cup. No Gregson winning right in front of us. I mean, can you imagine? Like we're down there with seventy of his friends and family. He's from Vegas. His mom's there. Thank you. Let's send some thank yous out. I got Chris's last name. I love this dude. Chris's last name. You already lost it? No, I got it right here. Bazinet. And that's what he, he just calls himself, Baz. That's what he, you yeah. know. Chris Bazinet, you are the man. Thank you to you and your wife for rolling out the red carpet, all the cooking. Let's be first and foremost for Talladega. Dave DeRosa, Nevada Payroll Services. His relationship with the Gregson family. He's the one that got us into NASCAR, introduced us to the Gregsons, introduced us to the Fogelmans. Thank you, Dave DeRosa. Wade Platts, thank you for being there this year. Thank you to Brandon McReynolds. Thank you to Jay Fogelman, Tate Fogelman, Noah Gregson, the entire Gregson clan and family. Um, John Kerry was there this year. Anna was there. Nick was there this year. Um, Bubba was there this year with us. You were there. Who else do we owe thank yous to? I mean, so many people allow us down there. Um, all of the racing teams that get us our passes. Thank you guys so much. And um, I think that we will be back. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the fall race cross because it looks like it's falling right during a hunt for me, which I'm not very happy about because I know Tate's going to win it again. So Just you're going to have to be hunt over on that side of the country, dude. Stop. I'm in, in New York. Oh, I would go to New York too, I guess. I'd go there. To I don't know. Games. It'll be interesting to break down New York when that's over with. Yeah, because I'm doing a lot there. I'm there for like 25 days. Well, and if you're going to the city, there's going to be some elements you don't like. Are you going to go? Are you going to meet me there? I've never been to New York, dude. I'd this like is my to first go. time in the city. I've been, to, uh, I've been to northern New York, upper New York, upstate New York. Let me get in on the last hunt, then I'll drive with you to the city and spend three days in the city, and then I'll fly home that's from fine. there. See, I invited you. Do you see how that works? Like, you go, hey, do you want to go? You have so many things to do, dude. I, yeah, I, but so, so do you, and you act like you don't. Well, I, get, invi- I get invited Chipino to a lot of things. It doesn't matter. You could actually be the guy that instigated I know, it. but I just, that's not my personality. I yeah, but I'm going to work but on that's it, not though. friendship. I'm like, going to work on it. Like, you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to get a table. I've had George- one party at my house. You were there. I got a table at the George Brett dinner. I could have just been like, oh, no, we're just going to go cook for him one night. But I actually got the table and, and then said, I'm going to invite 10 of my buddies to come sit at this deal and enjoy for that's George. what you're good at, dude. I'm good at attending. I'm a seat filler. I'm a seat filler, dude. I'm not saying rah, rah, like everybody's got to be the guy to get the table. But once in a while, like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, dude, I'm sitting here getting ready to freaking uh, cook some bacon. Hey. That doesn't happen either. I'm going to the lunch. You want to come to the lunch with me? You never even invited a lunch. What's a lunch? You know Reno better than I do. You could be like, hey, when you're back in town, I want to treat you to some freaking well, Louis. But I was going to say, Here no, here's, here's the asterisk. Someone's been gone for 27 days. Yeah, but you days. don't know when I'm back exactly. because you don't check in on me. Well, no, but so you got to invite me to lunch, then now I know. You don't check in on me as, as a friend. As soon as you though. buy me one lunch. So what is a friendship if you don't check in on your friends and you I just wait in. to hear from I, me? I speak to you all the time. When dude. did you check in I on me? I follow you on Instagram. When I asked you about the podcast the other day, our first set this week, yeah, you go, came right on out. Uh, no, you go, oh, you're back in town? Yeah, exactly. I knew it was getting close to when you were coming back, but uh, I didn't you know didn't exactly. You didn't check in on me once since you left Alabama. That's not true. When did you check in on me? I gave you a, a like on one of your uh, photos <laughs> that you posted. <laughs> you see what I mean? This is They make street signs after you. No, you, you one didn't way. check on me at all. One way. How do you know? I one way. I could have fallen in a vat of ice cream and 
I watched Beer Fest last night. We got to break down a couple of movies here pretty soon. You remember Beer Fest? Is that is that the same guys that did uh, Super Troopers? Super Troopers is Beer Fest good? Oh, it's hilarious, dude! But you said that about that, and I'm not going to talk shit about your movie likeness and your taste. But you told me that that movie with Jack Black about Nacho Libre or whatever. Oh, that's that movie is the dumbest non laughable movie ever made. That's a mindless movie to watch. Yeah, but there's no funniness in it. Jack Black is hilarious in School when he scrunches up his butt. He's hilarious in Saving Silverman. Maybe one scene got a, a chuckle. But as a whole, that is not a comedy. Uh, You're a good comedy guy. That's not good. When he comedy. says, "I've had diarrhea since Easter's," that's it's it's pretty good. You got to watch it again. I don't think never you've watched would I it waste fully. that. Never would I waste my time on that. We'll watch Beer Fest. It's funny. All right, we're gonna come back with some other episodes of breaking stuff down. What's next? Are we we're, we got time to do one more today? I think. Are you gonna give anybody a preview? Uh, no, I don't. I had some ideas. It's gonna but be no. a surprise. Maybe we'll break down Beer Fest. Maybe I need to watch it first. Oh, Talladega. Man. Eric Church, let's just go out with it again. I freaking love the song. Eric Church is an absolute genius. He's one of the goats. Um, thank you all for being here. This is Eric Church, Talladega. Thank you, Dave DeRosa, again for getting us involved. Let's go Tate Fogelman, number 30 truck. Y'all watch him. Rangeline, Corey, everybody at Rangeline, thank you all very much. And look for us in Nashville coming up. Think, Hey, Crosby, speaking of NASCAR, Nashville will be there end of June, June 23rd through the 26th. Activations all over town. For what? Uh Listen, we're going to be at the Nashville Palace. We're going to be at the scoreboard. We're going to be at Doc Holliday's on 2nd and Broadway. We're going to have show trucks out there with Tate Fogelman's number 30 truck, Range Line, SCI, thank you very much. Camo Space, thank you very much. Realtree, thank you very much. Nashville Palace and, and scoreboard will be on the truck. Who am I missing? I don't want to miss anybody. Dickies is going to be down both sides of the truck. Thank you all so much for supporting Tate Fogelman's number 30. Can't wait to be there. Look for the activations. Tate's going to win the truck race, Camping World Truck Race that Friday night. Noah's going to win the Xfinity Cup race. And hopefully Noah wins the Cup race because he's been kicking ass in the Cup too. I think he got 18th this last weekend if you were watching. He did. Keep kicking ass. This is Eric Church. This song is called Talladega. Thank you all very much. Sure.